Let's get going. I'm sorry, what was that, Ryan? You, you wanted to say something? We didn't. Okay. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And we. This is Suzanne. Suzanne. Woo! Welcome back. <laughs> We're quite pleased to have you return to us. Welcome back. Yeah. For your historic third episode. Is that crowd noise coming through? We're just, you know, we're working new fixes to the technology problems here. Are you, you hearing All that? All kinds of technology problems. I know. Yeah, I, I did know. hear it. Okay, good. Good, because I need a few more seconds. I'm just saying the crowd's excited. They're excited to have you here. We're excited to have you back. Okay, I think that, <laughs> that works. Woo. That, the ending was great. It's kind of... <laughs> strange <laughs> strange what was that it was like fizzled out in a very that was obscure way. the worst crowd noise the most pathetic noise ever but it worked is the point and i you know eventually we'll find a better clip and it'll get better with time as as, as many things do like a fine wine you know ages with time so does my performance on the job so <laughs> Yeah, we kind of have reached that point with it where we ask ourselves, how long are we going <laughs> to run with this bit? Is it still funny? Is it is it worthwhile? Is- <laughs> I don't know what. There's no bits here. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just oh, okay. here to to get it right, and I'm going to get it right until I until the end of time. That's just how I roll, man. I don't know what. I thought it was. I thought you screwing up all those times was a bit that you were doing. I don't. I don't screw. How dare you? First off, second, uh, I I don't appreciate the 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 insinuation that I'm screwing up. I perfectly executed the crowd. I did like the crowd noise. Crowd Suzanne noise. heard it. It's on. <laughs> it's on the record. So, yeah, it was very uh, impressive. Thank you, thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> and you're correct. Also, thank you for your thank you for your correct statement. <laughs> your astute <laughs> statement. It was like a droid powering down. Or like was, <laughs> if you were to kill a cyborg, like the last noise that it would burp, burp, it burp, burp, burp. Ah, That's pretty funny, man. I got to give you, yeah, jokes, bits. Impressive. You're the funny guy. That's a good word. Guy. It is a good, it's a good bit. It's a good bit. A little bit. So, Suzanne, welcome back. It's cool of you Thank to you. take the time to, to join us. Um, my, we had we had our own technical difficulties, didn't we? Getting just I'm getting here. Of technical oh yes, <laughs> but uh, we're entertaining in some weird way, though. It was hilarious. It was fun. It's fun. Uh, and now it's things are working, which makes you know makes us happy, makes everybody happy, um, makes beautiful listeners happy, right? They they love love it. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. I'm still upset about the crowd noise thing. It's not perfect yet, and it bothers me that I haven't 
and, and Ryan's comments don't help. I just, you know, I, I just <laughs> weighs down on me every time. You know, he's got to make some kind of complaint. If there's a fire, I'm going to pour gasoline. <laughs> I apologize. Just the way I operate. It is the way you operate. Yeah. So uh, how is that um, that cloudy, stormy weather treating you? Some people. Beautiful. Um, do you prefer the clouds? Some people say that it gets them depressed, but for some weird reason, I I, I like it better. I love rain. I like rain a lot. I don't think I could handle rain like constantly, but I really like the rain. So it's been nice. We don't get it very often. So this year we have. I mean, this summer has been fantastic for for rain monsoon summer it's been legendary i don't think i've ever seen the mountain this green 20 years have you why do clouds make people depressed is sunlight really that important that's my question that's i think fine. it is i haven't really stared at the mountain we need yeah, to ryan live a little i don't stare <laughs> at the mountains live a little I don't have a little notebook where I keep track of what color they are. You don't even know what street you're on half the time, man. You don't know what you're doing. No you're not looking around, looking at the sky. It's a great, big, beautiful world of ours. Okay. All right. Sorry. I just said my piece. That's why I don't leave my house because I, I have no <laughs> idea how to find my way back. That GPS is crucial. We're done now, Suzanne. I apologize for the, the distraction. Oh, no worries. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it seems like uh, the rain is, uh, well, the rain is the rain. Yeah. Too much of it would be, be too much, and too little of it is definitely not good either. Right. It's just the right amount. Variety is, uh, is a good thing. Can be. Can be. We were flipping through your book here. Um, seems to be a variety there. Seems to be a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, each chapter, I suppose, is a bit different. Um, strange for me to read back. Like I said, I, I wrote it a bit ago. Um, so it's strange to read it. Um, it's very strange to be putting it out there again. So the second edition will be out sometime season or this upcoming season in fall i would think but um it will basically be a series because i have like multiple books and then i am working on new things um also kind of working on things that are not just poetry so yeah there's lots of things but there will be a series of poetry books i figure i should just probably put them out there um but I wanted to refine the first book. So what you guys have is not what's going to be released. I'm taking out like quite a few of those poems, I think. Um, yeah. How, so this this uh, is like a rare edition. I'm sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's a rare edition. Yeah, that's yes. all I was to say. No, it is. Yeah, the first edition, it was released on kindle for i think a week and i then i like took it down it was just way too heavy on me i had to take it down it was like messing up my health 
it was like I definitely gave birth to it like way too soon and I was like it's not gonna make it no I'm just joking but like <laughs> yeah no it needed some like more love or something so creamy. I just took it back and um yeah it was a premature like birth for sure um so yes I it will be released with a different cover too so like the cover you guys have is I don't think I'm going to use it for the second edition but yeah you guys have very rare copy very rare pdf <laughs> yeah I find that um interesting that it was a week it was out for a week yeah it was like it was affecting your health can you elaborate a little bit on that connection it was just it just didn't feel right i wasn't you know feeling what i should have been feeling after a launch it was just not ready um and with anything you know like being a creator, um, an artist, I, um, you know, I don't want things to define me. And that was a huge part of why it was so heavy on me. I didn't want, um, things in my past to define me. A lot of that material, um, it it was a lot of, like a lot of emotions that I had to get out like out of me so I wrote but I didn't want it to define me either so um a few of those poems are going to be taken out of the book for that peace of mind for me and they may be released at some point but um yeah, it's a, it's quite a long poetry book, so it will still have a substantial like amount of pages for the second edition. But I just wanted to, you know, refine it a little bit more, give it a little bit more nutrients before it like edits again. It sounds like there might have been a handful or whatever of. Uh, poems that you don't want to be public consumption maybe yeah i mean everyone's going to read it like or everyone who reads it is going to have their own you know view of what it could mean it's all very vague but there were a couple in there that it just i didn't want to let them go so i'm going to take them out like i said they may appear in another book i have multiple books of poetry and some of them share poems you know like some of the poems that are in this first book will be in another book too it depends on the theme kind of like um this book each chapter is a little bit of a different mood versus the other books the theme and mood is pretty consistent through the whole book Mm. so um And this I wanted to be like a little bit of a precursor for people. They can read it and if they like what they see, then they can, you know, get the next book and so forth. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating, Suzanne. I mean, just getting to scroll through this and kind of understanding. Well, first off, it also puts your social 
like your whole Instagram minds, everything clicked for me instantly. I was like, I get it now. Really? Like, what yeah, all of, that? well, like some of the, some of the, some of the things you'll post are just so vague. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, they're abstract in yeah. a way. And, and I was like, I wonder what she's up to with this. Like, what is this? I don't know. It's, it's, see, it's, it's like, it pulls you in like it's content, right? It's visually. Okay. It stimulates like the color red, or you'll do some kind of static thing or, you know what I mean? Or, or like a, a hang up disconnect sound on the on a little video. It's like a brief, brief half a second thing. And you're like, what is going on here? And then as you flip through the pages of the, of this thing, it's like, it, it's, it's like, I mean, I'm not holding the book, but it's like this physical thing, you know, that, oh, it's like, there's, there's this connection. There's a little aha, little click that, that went off for me as I started scrolling through. And I was like, man, I wish, so I wanted more time. I was like, man, I, I can't wait to dive through this. Cause it, it, uh, it was just, it was fascinating. That connection was just made so quickly for me. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's hard to explain. I hope that's making um, sense. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that like the vagueness is so noticeable. That's kind of how I am. That's kind of how I am. Yeah. Okay. No, I've, I've learned I'm pretty vague. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel that sometimes things can be like, you know, like too complicated. I feel like the vagueness I don't know. It can either work against me and complicate things or it leaves more to the imagination. It makes you think more, but yeah, that's just how I am. That's how I feel. It seems like it, it gives your brain the opportunity as the consumer of the art to like it, it beautifully will yeah. fill in these gaps and it becomes yours. It's, it's, it's very powerful and, and you do it very well. Just a little bit. I've been able to read some of these phrases and some of these little um, stanzas, uh, it, it instantly, I visually, it's very visual. And so in my brain, I go, Oh, I see this in my head. It's, it's fascinating. Like it's almost an involuntary response. Actually. It's, it's, uh, that's why I like scrolling through. I was kind of like, well, it's like a punch in the gut really. I mean, I was like, dang, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I've just, I want more time with it. It's cool. I'm glad it felt like a punch to the gut because that's I'm, I'm pleased to hear that as well. There's nothing wrong with vague though. No, there's, no, not at for all. For me, there's a there's a, an extra layer of of uh, entertainment value in vague, at least for me. Yeah, that's. I got a, I got a ditto, man. I, I really just, uh, it's fun. Cause again, it gives, it gives the person I, well, it's funny. Cause I think of lyrics this way too, like song lyrics. I enjoy song lyrics that they paint sort of a picture. They kind of spell out a story necessarily, but they don't fill in all the gaps, you know, yeah. they're, uh, and I do like some songs that will fill in the gaps. Too. It's fine too. But like, you know what I mean? Like you're consuming it and you're not quite sure you, you hear the words, you understand the lyrics, but it's like, you don't really know what it meant necessarily. And again, just like with, with this poetry, it's like, you get to assign your own meaning to it. You know, that's what nothing I love about music as an art form. It's, it's very, it's like that. Like music is a, is a, an art form that, that just, it pulls us in and it draws us in like this. And it's, it's, you know, it's so individual to each person, their preferences, you know? That's yeah, a fascinating I, I, thing I do feel it. like, pardon? 
Oh, continue. Oh, no, I I was just going to say that I do feel like um, some of my prose and whatnot could be lyrics. So I think that was an interesting uh, comparison. Like, do you feel like that could be a thing? Yeah, and actually, no, I mean, 100%. And as someone who I've spent a lot of years of my life writing lyrics, um, there's a certain... I don't know what's the what's what is the poetry yeah iambic pentameter i don't know the official word for it whatever it's called i don't know if i'm even getting that right but there is yeah there's a a beat you know like a musical beat and so when you read it in your head without any pitch you just hear the words right like spoken and you read it out loud and it's just like it fits like there's a da 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 you know whatever that is right and as i've read through that just again i didn't skimming through it's that's there like the the I, yeah, I know. I had Claire just skimming through. I know. Don't laugh at me, Ryan. I heard, I heard you laugh. Yeah, you could hold it. In. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm just, it's cool. But yeah, I agree with you, Suzanne. I think, I think you could, uh, uh, and, and like some of the words rhyme in the right way for a lyric. Cause I, I like that too. I, I like words that aren't necessarily, if you read them out loud, they don't really rhyme if you read them correctly, but then it's like the word again, you can, again, you know, you can, you can sort of twist it to, to fit. And that's, it's like almost like a pun, but in a musical way. Um, words are funny like that, and and you've done that very expertly through the you know the few stanzas I've got to read through here. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's strange for me to read it now. It's been so long since I wrote it. It's very strange to be releasing it again. It's quite uncomfortable, but it kind of needs to just be done. <laughs> so yeah, you guys get to kind of get a taste of it before others what what is most uncomfortable about it is it remembering where you were at when you first wrote it or how you would have done it differently maybe i'm curious yeah um i think it's a little bit of both perhaps um, I was just very vulnerable and very open about a lot of my feelings where I now would not be. So it's almost a little embarrassing for me to read some of it, but in its vagueness, you know, it leaves a lot up to interpretation unless you are somebody that the poem is perhaps about you're not really going to know that um and like a lot of my musings for this book i would not use as a muse now so it's a little strange but it was you know at the time it served its purpose all of that so um yeah but it's just different than how I would now look at those situations and things, you know. And um, I was just in such a different place in my life and my approach to things. And, um, you know, I wrote it during COVID, like during the whole isolation pandemic. So, um I was just in a different state of mind, just fueling myself in a different way. Um, And it was just like a creative, like volcano or something. And I just 
started writing again. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of happened. And so when I read it, I guess it kind of takes me back to that time. And like, you know, for me, it might be a little difficult, but for the reader, obviously they're not going to have any of that kind of context or anything, but, um, so yeah, it's just difficult for different reasons. I feel like that's kind of normal for a lot of artists after they kind of leave um, an era or a time in their creative journey, you know, to look back at your past work is a bit strange, especially to be re-releasing it. Um, it's a bit strange, but it just didn't sit right with me. You know, when I at first released it, I wanted to kind of refine it a little bit more you know, I would, I guess I wish I had spent a little bit more time before the launch. Um, so I just, you know, it's all very strange to go back to. It's a, it's a fascinating thing that whether it be, you know, written words or, uh, or music, I think for the artist, it's always going to be kind of a diary of the moment in yeah. some way. Like, I yeah. don't think you can create art sincerely without having a part of yourself in that moment become attached to it. Yeah. I definitely feel that way. Do you find that to be the case, Michael? I it's like a snapshot yeah, is the yeah. word I'd use, like a, like a photograph, you know, do you ever like look back at an old photograph of yourself? And you're like, who the hell was I? I'm not that person anymore. You know? And it's like the way you're describing, it's like, it's strange. Very similar. Yeah. It's like surreal. Uh, but I feel it, the way you're describing Suzanne, like really, it resonates with me because the, I look at, there are definitely songs like that I've written that uh, it, it has the same effect on me that you're, at least in terms of what you're describing it, it, I feel that way about some of my old songs. And so, I mean, I definitely, I still can play and perform uh, many of my older music, but there's some that I just don't play. And it's just, yeah. and it's not that I don't like them even, I would say, it's, or, I, or I don't like necessarily think they're bad or anything or, or you know i could i could be critical of if i wanted to but <laughs> I, could, I could have lots to say you know if i really wanted to beat myself up i guess but i hmm. i like being like i like <laughs> i like uh you know what not to interrupt but no yeah i'm just gonna keep going but i i just like the <laughs> value could you play the one that is is the most cringeworthy for you inside for us could you perform one verse of the of the song uh, I, I'm going to turn off my video, grab the guitar, plug in. Yeah, sure. You want me to do that? Only Does Suzanne really want me to do that? I mean, go for it. We're being candid. Okay, here we go. Because I, I also wanted you, Suzanne, to read one of your poems for us. Oh, no. Okay. If you wouldn't <laughs> mind. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, Michael, this has to be the, the one that makes you cringe the hardest. Oh, no. I'm glad. No, I'm not going to read you a cringy one, though. 
I'm glad that he's down to do this too, you know? No, Suzanne, that's just to be clear here. That's a, my rule you do not have to do the cringe thing, but I, I, okay, I cool. accept your challenge, sir. I will. You know, I, I have one in as mind. As much as I give Michael crap, you know, he's always down to do stuff. I'm going like to, I'm going to play a song that I haven't played for. I'm cutting over you, man. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm going to play a song that's, it's not, it's like 15 years old at least. Hang on. I'll be right back. Is this is this the certifiable most cringeworthy one for you to play inside? I think he says he's gonna be right back. Oh boy. Yeah, you don't have to read it. You don't have to read the one that makes you feel cringe inside. You can read a whatever poem that you'd like to. Uh, showcase here okay well he's taking this seriously now he's probably (laughs) lights and oh yeah went into the bathroom to to warm up wow he just disappeared is he like changing his wardrobe too (laughs) i really hope so I do too. Maybe makeup. I don't know. I really hope it just comes like out like a different person. What do you really hope? That you come out like in full like glam. Splashed on some glitter. Oh, glam. I I, divulge that. If I had thought of that, I would have done that. It took me long enough just to find the guitar and, you know, pull it out of the closet and. Don't make me regret this. Okay. You're belaboring (laughs) the hell out of this. Give me a second. Goodness gracious. Belaboring. How dare you? How dare you? I don't even know if this is going to come through. Oh, my God. You're going to tune on air, too? Absolutely. So you can hear me tune is what you're saying. You can't hit mute while you do that? Just can you hear me? Yeah. Yes or no? This was a bad idea. You know what? Never mind. Don't do it. Okay, sure. I'd rather rather hear. No problem. No problem. mute, Mute while you tune. How about how that? Dare, don't tell me how to live my life. Suzanne, do you have do you have a poem in mind that you can maybe read while he's I do, but I want to hear his song first. Oh really? Okay. That's acceptable. You can hear my song first. Can you now, can you hear me? That, I would prefer that you didn't tune on air, but hey. I don't have to do things you prefer. Just so you know. That's Just well so established. I thought you were going to come out. Like I'm only muting because Suzanne is here. If Suzanne were not here, I would not be muting. Just so you were. I just want you to make. I want to make that clear. Thank you for showing consideration for her episode. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Should he go through with this, Suzanne? Should we? Oh yeah, I want to. I want to allow him to hear. hijack your spotlight. Of course. Hog this spotlight. Is it, I wonder if this is one that I've heard before. It's it. I don't. I can't tell if I can hear this. <laughs> oh no, because it's not plugged in. Hey Ryan, I don't know if you knew this, but when you have an electric guitar, you got to plug it in. Yeah, that does help. That does help the effect of the electric guitar if it's plugged. It really helps in. a lot, man. It's super helpful. Beautiful listeners around the world. There it is. Ah, nah, I hit the mics. 
I think they should be loving it by now. What do you think? Suzanne, are we loving this so far? Is this, does this work for you? This works. Yay. All right. Uh, here we go. What's it called? You'll, you'll know. turn away oh wait don't turn away from me she said ah it's been a long time got so much i need to change i've tried can't be all that bad i don't remember the lyrics in this part and i don't remember the lyrics here either I remember the chorus. Here we go. Here's the chorus. It said, You try, you try and learn. You try, you try not to burn. You try, yeah, yeah, yeah. You try, you try and learn. You try, you try not to burn. You try, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? I know you weren't cringing inside playing that one. Absolutely. Like every time I sing, you try, you try and learn, you try. It's so, it's so cheesy. I can't, I have a hard time with it, honestly. Really? I always yeah. do too. I, I never. You always did. You love the solo in that song. How dare you? You liar. You're such a liar. I never vocalized it. You're such a liar. Very <laughs> You're doing this in front of Zay on purpose. Such a jerk. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> such a jerk um <laughs> maybe it should be an instrumental this was and i just want to point beautiful listeners you don't know this but ryan also helped me write this song you know you were my writing partner on the said said cringe song so you know half the blame lies with you man. I didn't i'm pretty sure you lyrics. came up with the chorus the i wrote the lyrics i did not come, you came up with that. i didn't write the lyrics the lyrics wrote themselves i don't have that choice man i don't know what you i don't know what to tell you what to tell you i have one that's like really really old I, that Suzanne, I'm not going to play the whole song for you. I don't want to, I'm not going to do that to you, but I'm going to play if I can even remember it. And it's so cringy because it's like my wannabe Nirvana song. Oh, hold on. Cause like, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, no, I can't play it. Actually, it's been too long. Dang it. It's one of those. It's like, it's been too long and I, I set it down. And if I don't, if you don't pick it up and God, what's the oldest song I could even play? I wrote this when I was 16. just cannot breathe it's like when i'm with you and i don't know I if you're going to encourage you to perform because it, it turns into a concert my eyes yeah, we're all stuck and here. i don't know if i'll see you again
I was nothing Or I'm something that you didn't need Then you leave my eyes And I don't know if I'll right. see you all right <laughs> God, that was a, that was fun. An inch and you take that was mile. good. That was great. Yeah, that song is called "Winter's Song in the Spring." It's super emo and sad, folksy, like country. Is that the one Americana? That you me in on to play lead on. It is that man. that. How dare you, Ryan? Played uh, that's the one song on my entire solo album that Ryan was willing to contribute anything toward. So he came in the studio and and rocked a pretty very like i can't even explain to you suzanne like how beautiful ryan's genius is and his melody because it's so understated like he the way he put the solo together um I, it's like a sixth sense for him his like his sense of melody and it's a very very simple lead part like is he's ryan is not it's like ryan's incapable of overplaying something on the guitar he knows what to play when to play how to play it's why he's like one of my favorite guitar players of all time and i mean that sincerely no you don't. he doesn't want to that take that so corny man. you are you're one of my favorites ever man i think you you're a legend you're up there and if you would get off your butthole and you <laughs> would record your music with me then the world would see that and agree with me but because you know you're bum and you don't want to practice um also can you bring strings next time i broke i busted it String. How do you keep break? Anyway, this I apologize, Suzanne. <laughs> Sad, it was like giving, Sorry, Suzanne. It's like giving a child a gun. Oh, no worries. You, <laughs> you know, I didn't know this was going to happen. End well. The, the shenanigans. Because you, no, you guys are incredibly songs, entertaining. You pick two <laughs> songs that are not cringe for you at all. Not cringe. Uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure that you try. I think the name of the song is called "You Try." And that's the th you try really that's the best you could do for a title for a song michael is you try that's all on you man that's you know you got input you had input and you didn't I disagree not, in the moment i, never I seem to remember you thinking oh this is good this is fine yeah that, that, that i like that one it's good like okay all right yeah it was okay. fun to play the the music part <laughs> was fun to play anyway Suzanne, uh, I apologize. I'm Suzanne. hoping I didn't think that, that after we were going to get derailed, though. Yeah, ha ha ha. I was hoping that uh, you might be willing to share one. Yeah, would you be willing, re, uh, willing to to read one of your wonderful poems here for for the beautiful listeners? Yeah, I'll read the two of them since you did two songs. Awesome. <laughs> ah, so they so can see she can count bonus you out. You're welcome, Ryan, for playing two songs because now, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so this first one is basically actually the intro to the book. So if, you know, you were in a bookstore and you found it and you flipped open pages, you would be greeted by this and maybe it would make you want to read more. Um, it doesn't have a name or anything. A lot of these don't. Um, hues of you, shades of me, tones of us cast an everlasting shadow on the pigment of my very soul. That's it. A lot of them are short little prose type. Intriguing. Yeah, I wanted to sit with the silence on that one after you read it. I wanted a moment. Yeah, that's I like problem. it. Like you with poetry, yeah. I feel like you need time. Yeah, you need the, you need a pause after the end of the poem. I feel like it's mandatory. Hues of what was that? That first line. Hues of you, shades of Hues me, of shades tones of us cast an everlasting shadow on the pigment of my very soul. It's a good one. 
like it. Great, and then let me get the book pulled up again. All right, and then this other one is in the ash gray pages because each chapter is basically a different color. Um, tell me when you're ready. Well, we're ready. Tricks of tainted romance, mistakes of my erroneous reason, imprisoned by the chains of cunning fallacies, captivated by the amusement of misdirection in the sidelines of my life's dream, the angst of a heavy heart blackens my mortal virtue. That's on page 48 of the first edition. There is a, you brought it up earlier, Michael, there is a flow, a pleasant flow to, to your writing. Do you, do you always know which words to use or do you sometimes struggle to find the words? Well, when I was writing this, I was very, very fluid. It was kind of strange. I wrote a lot of them by hand. Um, usually if I'm writing, I like to type either on a typewriter or a computer. I usually don't write by hand because it, it can be uncomfortable. But since um, these are quite short, I wrote a lot of them by hand and the words just kind of came to me. I was in a very good flow with this. Um, I was like very in my head about it, like just you know like weaving and creating this like huge pile of poetry and i was basically like well i should probably just make a book of all this mm -hmm. um and of course like not all of them made it into the book but i think that tells you like how much was just pouring out of me i would oftentimes have one of my notebooks and a pen with me and i would kind of just go into these states like trans like states i suppose and i would wake up the next morning like having fallen asleep and like my bed sheets are just stained with pen ink and ah, like that's great yeah so it was just an interesting time and it really just flowed um you know like i i write when I feel like I need to, I never really wrote with the intention of making a book, even though I do think that was always something I kind of wanted when I was like a teenager, you know, like I wrote as a teenager, but um, it's kind of embarrassing, like to put your feelings out there because for me, like, you know, this, these, hold a lot of meaning um there are ways for you to like let go of things and heal and so like looking back on it a year later if not longer like it is um difficult to um think about those things again and it's kind of embarrassing like you know because like we were kind of saying earlier it's kind of like a diary you know, when it's that personal. 
I mean, Susanna, I can, I can relate heavily to this. I'm curious why well, I have two things, but one thing when you mentioned like a lot of times, like the difference between like writing on like out by hand, getting that trance state and uh, like say a typewriter, I, I'm so like rhythmically, I don't know if the word is stimulated or what, but like the clickety clack of a typewriter is very hypnotic for me. Right. Yeah. So no, it is fun. Does that affect the actual art that comes out of you when you're clickety clacking versus like sitting, you know what I mean? Like sitting on a pad and a pen and paper. Is it, is it different for you? Cause I feel there are songs that I write uh, on paper, like what you're describing in that trance state. And I have a weird kind of different trance state thingy that I do on a, if I have a keyboard in front of me and I mean, I have, you know, not, a, not a typewriter, but like, you know, the tap tap on a whatever computer keyboard. And I write some songs on, on the keyboard like that. And, and it's, it's different. It just, it's, I feel like they, they're different kinds of songs. It's just weird. I was wondering if, if you experience anything similar to that. Um, sometimes, I mean, I did write some of these on a typewriter. Um, and, um, I'm sorry. What was your question again? <laughs> just the difference I wish between that we had that that audio i wish we could hear a, a typewriter going because i know what you're talking about the click clack yeah. yeah just yeah. my question just was that yeah if you find that when you write a poem with a, using a different method different medium if you think it affects the output of the art in some way any kind of noticeable difference in your art it depends i suppose um Oftentimes it just kind of like is in my head and I have to get it out. Um, and if I can even just write it out or type it, it's fine. It's just sometimes if it's a bigger thought, like typing, I can get it out fast enough. I see. Because I can type very fast. Um, and then, you know, so if I'm writing something longer or, you know, stories, thoughts, whatnot, I, I can type fast and get it out in that way. But, you know, with poetry, I, I wrote a lot of these quite like slowly and it, I got hmm. to kind of like sit with them when I was writing them. Like you're sitting so with I, each line before you move on? Kind of. Or, or do you each, just like each word? Each word even. I feel like it was so, for some of these, them being hmm. so short. I sat on the words. That's fascinating. And like, I had like, you know, things that I was writing about things I was thinking about, like images of these things in my mind. But I, and I just, the words came to me and I put them, put them on paper, um, like just writing them. And then it, for me, when I, it was very satisfying to do so because it was like, I got that, thought or that feeling out in those words. Seems like that would be satisfying to get a release from whatever, whatever's it like. It was just, yeah. A release yeah. or like a feeling. That's kind of why I had each chapter as a different emotional state and color. Like mm. you could see like, you know, this chapter that, uh, I read the last poem from it's the ash gray pages. And then I included the hue note. Like if you're on like Photoshop or whatever, you can like type in this color and the exact color will come up. Hmm. 
and uh, or like you know they have websites and stuff that you can do that too and then it's uh this particular chapter i described it as like detached trapped and delusional so that kind of like it was the feeling of a lot of these poems like i really that um i'm sorry there was one that that caught me that kind of it was the uh blurring the the lines of reality with the dream i refuse to awake from yeah yeah that's like delusion it's great so fun that's uh you know it do creatives often find themselves in that state where with the you know blurred lines of reality i think so i mean i know i do it's an interesting thought i like i'm fascinated with the the creative process you know it's like i can't hear enough about it i can't ask enough questions about it because again where does it where does this coming from it's like it's a it's a mystical thing to me i mean honestly it's also just it's fascinating to isn't don't you think it's fascinating to you ryan to like dissect this in a way or the way we're doing this like we're talking about this art form that like i see so many common threads with like how i feel about writing music and then i like like it but it's a different thing it's its own thing like poetry and putting a book together is its, its own beast and it's it's its own specialized form of art right and it's fascinating to like be able to look at it and talk about it in a way like i'm a little removed from it right because i'm not exactly I, i've never put a book together it's not the kind of art that i do but i have i have written things down right so it's like okay i feel some of these similarities and so that's this it's just fun to go through and and yeah man i i 100 agree and suzanne this is so cool to do with you and have you here and kind of like discuss it with you it's uh yeah it's really really neat i mean there's a lot of brilliant stuff in here really thank you yeah it's my first publication like i said it was you know like very vulnerable so it's strange to put it out there but i kind of you know realize that life is kind of short like we can plan on living forever but who knows so i that was why i wanted to put it out there i suppose just to kind of like start something um i admire that i I went through this car accident recently and it got me feeling in a similar way. I'm like, I have these songs that I could put out there if I just did it. So we put a few out. Yeah. And so the goal is like try to do one a month and and we'll see right right, how that goes. You try coming out. You try uh, never second to never. Um, but one thing I wanted to show the second thing I had in my mind earlier when I, cause you were talking about, Oh, you know, some of these were, I think you said some of these you wrote when you were in your teens. Oh, I didn't write these then, but oh, okay. I, when I was a teenager, that was my escape for sure was writing. I, um, I understand like looking back like this and seeing your, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, know. I didn't judge you. You were saying, hang on, Suzanne, you were saying something. I, I didn't, I misjudged that pause. Oh, no, 
Oh no, you're good. Um, kind of lost. I lost it anyway. Sorry. Oh well, no, you're I, okay. an, I just find it interesting that you know that some art can can make you uncomfortable when you release it in the world. Mm. Yeah. But I'm thinking now some of the the art that has that much emotion infused into it is probably the most potent kind and you know the it's very powerful. consumers aren't going to have that context to really um they're not going to have the context to maybe understand it or or look at it exactly the way that that you do as well yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of these, I don't think anybody will have the same perspective that I do about it um, because it is so vague. And to me, I know like what or who these poems, you know, are about. Like I have, it's kind of like a lot of my muses or inspirations are generally people um, that I'm like romantically involved with or like, you know, that broke my heart generally. Like I create my best when I'm a little bit brokenhearted like but there's some happy poems in here too there's a chapter that's a little bit a couple chapters that are a little bit that's more of their theme is that they're like more romantic or like positive um but i tend to write about those things which generally, you know, no one else is really going to know that unless, you know, they are the subject of the poem. They may, you know, know that or they might not. So I think that the meaning to a lot of these, like, really only I'm going to know. And then it's just kind of left to the person to how it resonates with them, if they can relate to it with something that went, they went through, something that they felt. You know, and some of these, there's a few chapters in here that are just more like reflections on life. I feel like the last one I read was like slightly philosophical. Like I wrote it, you know, just to capture a feeling like being in the sidelines of my life's dream, you know, like captivated by the amusement of misdirection in those sidelines, like like a, a humor about something that's actually like very dark um you know something that i was going through in my life being so disappointed and like loyal to things that are just very like misleading and bad for me um and then that angst of a heavy heart blackens my mortal virtue like a lot of thought went into that and the words like I kind of just sat with the words and yeah um, but to me you know what that poem holds or any of these holds like you know it's I don't really think anyone else is going to have it resonate at least not in the same way but that's kind of the nice thing about like poetry and writing is like, you know, a lot of people can relate to these things. We all of our unique experiences and heartbreaks. And, you know, a lot of times we can connect over such feelings too. So, well, Suzanne, this you ever like drop a 
big rock in a pond and watch the ripples. Yeah. I, so I mean, like, I've done it before. Right. Yeah. And that, that initial impact is the weight that I was talking about this, this impact, right. When I just opened it up and just scammed, like just, you know, just scroll through and just stop where I stopped, right. Like where, whatever drew, whatever drew me. And you're right. Like only you as the artist have that weight of that initial, like that initial impact, that pond going into the stream, but all those ripples outward are these reverberations of, of like, think of it like, I don't know how well you might know music, but like, like octaves and pitch, like it's the same pitch, just an octave above. So it's, they're, they're in tune with each other, so to speak. And these vibrations move out in such a way that it resonates with other people. I would say on like similar wavelengths, maybe they haven't been through your experience or they don't have all right. They don't know all the, the, what's the word I'm looking for. They don't have all the context. That's the word I'm looking for. They don't have the context, right? But because it comes from such an emotional place for you, it has all this weight to it. Um, they don't need the context. That's the beautiful thing about human art is, is you don't need the context. Like with good art like this, you don't, you can literally just absorb it. And, and it's like when you see a really beautiful painting, that's just moving, that'll move you to tears, right? This gorgeous painting that you're looking at in this museum. You're like, how is it this, this is crazy. Someone did this and, and you don't know the context, but you, you create your own, like your own interpretation of it in that moment that, that it, it, it moves you in some way. And that's what, that's what art's supposed to do. Yeah. I'm glad that you, uh, that it resonates with you in any kind of way. Um, yeah, it's very strange to put out a book, you know, it also Especially seems like it's so vulnerable. Like it's just, you know, like a diary in a way. It does also seem like, um, there, there are times where consumers get it right as far as the, the true bottom line meaning. And like you said, most of the time people are going to take it in through the their filter and it's going to mean to them whatever it needs to mean right and that's great you know that's part of the the emotional um value of art but also the entertainment value you know that we can get trying to figure out what we think it means or deciding what it means to us yeah which is part of the fun i think oh yeah no i definitely agree it's like how many songs have you heard where you're wondering like what did, what were they really talking about like what what did they really mean or did did were they just writing something you know and it's it's arbitrary it's just it's very interesting it is I don't know, man. I don't think the, does the arbitrary stuff resonate? I think that's why you can tell why, why does some music and some lyrics strike you in a way that cuts you deep and others it's like surface level, like surface layer. I think it depends on who wrote it and where they were when they did it. Was it something they wrote as a, as it was a task or was it like, I like what Suzanne's been describing, right? And, and, and I would say it echoes exactly how I feel about certain songs, like, like all my songs, really. It's just like, it's this creation that has to come out of me, like much like a, a 
giving birth to a child, right? Like the child's got to get out. Like that's what's what happens when, when, you know, nature makes babies. Right. And, and it, it has to happen. It's not like a thing I get to choose. It's like you this stuff has to come though, out of man, me. Because I am so um, connected and overwhelmed in a pleasant way by, by music, by the, the sonic mm. nature mm -hmm. of it. My brain tends to zone in so much on that that the lyrics are kind of secondary. Huh. So the makes lyrics sense. don't really cut me, but when I read a poetry book, for example, the music isn't there to overwhelm the the words. So the words can hit me in a way that when I listen to music, the lyrics are just not gonna hit me. Yeah. You're right though. That's right. I mean that's yeah, it's different too. It's you get to come up with your own music. Same just like you get to come up with your own picture when you read poetry. Right. Yeah. I mean, then that silence, just like we like, okay, you paused after like Suzanne, you paused and you read. It's the same thing. It's like like music wouldn't be music if you didn't have silence. And that silence when you consume lyrics like in poetry and prose and like just the just the words, it has its own impact. That's it's, it's utterly unique. Like it has its own this is why like stand-up comedian that's cool it, you know you listen to the words you laugh it's like involuntary laughter response that's why like when you read a really good piece of literature like why it can hold your your imagination in such a way i, I feel like it's its own thing it's, i don't know if i'm making any i just really i'm sorry i'm just really enjoying this whole thing it's a lot of fun for me thank you yeah i mean um i do see like what you're saying Sorry, I'm just like kind of flipping through it as well. So I am too. Every time, so every time you talk, I'm like, "Are okay, you and Ryan are talking?" I'm like skipping through it. In. I go back. I'm like, "I want to read this one." I found another one I really like. Can I read this one? Dude, I don't. Well, actually, I don't Wait, know. Oh crap. yeah, read. Go for it. Go. For is that it. okay? It's on 82. Yeah, go for it. I mean, like this is like you know the first edition is with the Library of Congress and whatnot, so it's not like it's like totally okay. hidden. Not totally hidden. Not I totally. Just have, I just took it off of Amazon and whatnot. <laughs> But, you know, it'll be back out there. I may release the first edition at some point, you know, but I just wanted to refine it a little bit with the second edition. Gotcha. But go ahead and read it. Yeah, that's why I gave it to you guys. Go for it. <laughs> White Pages, Innocence, Curiosity, Ecstasy, and Bliss. So this is, I think I'm in the right section. 82. Let's find a place to go where the paranoia stops, the little fever's cool, and our aching heads can rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um very short like i definitely could have kept going and like some of these you know they when i originally wrote them they were longer but i just made them short like that because that's kind of the format of the book i wanted there's a few long ones it's almost better that way i like it more to think about i like that there's there's a variety some are like shorter like those were four lines then you have some that are eight and then you have some that are longer and I like that intermixed in like I really, really the visually it's very striking um, the way it's laid out on the page. So, it, yeah, it does pull you in that way. And it's, it's a lot of fun, though, because where is that place? Is it a physical location or is it a mental location? You know? Right. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Where is the place that's pulling you in? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. I mean, it, or is it a person? Uh, is it just? Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Hmm. Or, yeah, there's there's all kinds of things that that place could be. 
Fascinating. The the dead air ponder moment. <laughs> yeah, I needed to silence. I really did. It's uh, and I'm I'm still scrolling through it. I'll be honest with you. This whole time, I've been kind of like in and also, out of it. Also, Suzanne, what what fascinates you about eyes? I mean, that's like a person's soul. Hmm. Eyes like both like freak me out and fascinate me. Freak you out. Yeah, like I, for the longest time, would not get contact lenses because it freaked me out. But um, now I can handle that, like, touching of the eye, just like eyes being so delicate, they kind of, like, always just, like, freaked me out a bit. Like, imagery of, like, you know, like, eyes being held open and things would always kind of, like, make me, like, squirm. You were seeing Clockwork Orange? Right. So like yeah, that kind of, like that. that would just make yeah, you squirm a bit. Uh, yeah. It's a bit yeah. squirmy, you know, like, yeah. So that scene um, was the worst, but they the also worst. just fascinate me. Like that's somebody's like, I feel, you know, they, there's that saying that eyes are the windows to the soul or whatever. And like, I do kind of feel that way about them. And um, like, you know, when you are, looking at somebody's eyes it can make you feel a certain way whether it's like good or bad frustrated you know like all it's all communicated there yeah like, that's so right like eye contact in general like is like a very interesting thing so like the feelings that can come from that like contact and that like vulnerability of like looking into somebody's eyes um it's just fascinating to me like um um, I don't know. The eyes are like even just in my like photos. I there's a lot of eyes, um, mouths, eyes and mouths. You know, like lips, um, flesh in general. I suppose too, but um, flesh in general. Yeah, it's all very interesting and like like they all kind of give you a different feeling. Like it, like a mouth is like a very sensual like feeling but it's like and eyes are like you know eyes can be all kinds of things but it's all like human and um we can all relate to it and like understand it to some degree but it's still very like mysterious too and i don't know so it's fascinating to me and like i include a lot of like eyes and like mouths in my writing you know obviously it comes up in my bit more visual artistic avenues um you know i you know the red film that was pretty much you know with me totally not meaning to recreate almost alfred hitchcock's intro to vertigo i had never seen the film when i had this idea and you know come to my mind um but it's very focused on the face you know eyes and mouths or eye and mouth um but but um 
but yeah like even in the red series um very focused on the eyes and the mouth it's there's just something to it to me that it just it's hard to explain well i mean suzanne there have been eyes and mouths for untold eons before there were ever humans like it's it's such a weird like type of life not me i know it sounds so but like any kind of life out there that we most life that we recognize as life like they have eyes they have mouths you know most organisms eat consume and more a lot of organisms have eyesight right it's it's this very primal thing you know you know what i mean yeah very primal uh yeah i've heard it said oh go ahead I was going to say one thing I have noted is um, how powerful the eyes can be just in a very physical way. Like if I put in contacts that are very abnormal, how it can change my appearance so drastically, like more so than, than change like clothes or anything else. Like if I put on contacts that are just pure red or pure black, how yeah, the different colors. Yeah. So there's something to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're very powerful. Powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have some of those crazy contacts. Uh, I wanted to wear them just to see people's reactions, but I'm so paranoid I'm going to hurt myself when I put them on. (laughs) I never put them on. But yeah, there's something to that, definitely. Yeah, and also going back to the eyes thing, like the cover of the first edition is a Polaroid of my eye with some, you know, torn up rose petals. But yeah, once again, there's the eye. So it's just something that like I see a lot in my work. They fascinate me for one reason or the other. So for the whole time we've been talking about the eyes, there's a quote that I've been looking for, an Alan Watts quote that's been burning. I'm like, man, what is this quote? And I finally found it and I want to share it. But he says that everybody's eyes is a piece of jewelry beyond compare. And that like, you don't think of it as as this jewel, but like the eyes are like this crown jewel on a person. You know what I mean? And I love that imagery of it being this piece of jewelry. It's something that you don't, you can't buy in a store, you know, but the eyes are one of the most beautiful things out there too. Like, like, someone's eyes are are a beautiful thing like a piece of jewelry almost yeah it definitely can be and it's these weird like windows it's like that's you know that's the center of it that's where the i mean window into what consciousness and the this other person you're looking at you know how do you know what you're looking at is is this person you're looking in their eyes are they real or is it are they a figment of your imagination are they you know is this all just an elaborate dream you wake it's up funny, or like when you do this and you can't see a person put sunglasses eyes, on yeah it's a different you know, effect like you're able to conceal a lot of what's going on you know yeah it's so true it is a layer so there's something to that man maybe maybe it's beyond us all right maybe here we are getting philosophical yet again, huh? Mm-hmm. I can't help it. Which is, it's inevitable, right? Those. 
I mean, yeah, I feel like that's kind of been a theme on this show. Like, I feel like it comes up a bit when we speak. <laughs> it's a, it's a f- philosophy show. Let's just, you know, let's stop lying about it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm God. having, a, I'm not philosophizing. I'm just having fun. Like this is, just, I'm entertained. I'm just entertaining and entertained, you know, all at the same time. And I, and, you know, Yes, I'm entertained. Yes, entertained. Yeah, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, write the ship after <laughs> I, I, let, I gave you the keys of the Ferrari and you wrecked it. Yeah. No, it's not true. Oh, boy. Here we go. The thing is, it's still plugged in, though, Ryan. So, like, no, it's not. you say that. Yeah, it's plugged no, in right here. No, no. So, I could just at any time, I could just open her up here. And, uh, you know, let the beautiful listeners hear maybe like a new tune that I've been working on. And you want, you know, I could, I could do that too. Do you want to, do you want to just, I could cut in at any time, maybe but I don't, I don't because I respect the conversation. Okay. All right. <laughs> just to do the one, the one. Getting Set excited. I would never disrespect. I do have new riffs. By playing on it. But I won't play the riffs because, you know, it's it. Like you said, Suzanne, it needs time. It has it needs time. But just wait; it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, no, it's always good to put time into things. Um, if it, you know that is available to you, um, but I'm I've always been like a firm believer in putting in more time into things rather than rushing just to be like, look, I created something. I'm like creating stuff. Like you can create things in a closet, like just create, like make something (laughs) like, you know, that's um, just to each their own, but I would rather, you know, that's good while you're learning. Like it's good when you're young and you're learning and you're in middle school or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Working on a concept for me, you know, if I'm just creating to create like Instagram content, yeah, I'm, doing it you know whatever whatever it's fun but when you're working on something that you feel strongly about that you know when you think about it and you envision these things it needs you know you need to do it justice sometimes so Mm -hmm. it's better to put that time and sometimes even like finances to get the right resources to create those things which is like kind of um you know like the situation for me in regards to my upcoming film works that are in pre-production you know i may be in pre-production longer than others you know instead of rushing into a production that's very like low quality compared to what i want to be doing Mm -hmm. for those projects so yeah i think it's important to it's worth it yeah like to find yeah it's needed sometimes or else, you know, like I didn't even feel like I did this first edition enough justice. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. But I want to make sure if it's a project that I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears and, you know, risked a lot of my life for that. I'm going to do a good job and it's going to resonate and with, you know, like how I wanted it to. And um, also just, you know, I envision these things in my mind. So I need to, translate that correctly rather than you know taking what i'm seeing in my mind and 
making the quality low just so I can make it accessible to people more quickly. You know, like sometimes time is needed and better to put into these things so that what I'm envisioning in my mind is what is being seen in this world, you know, that we live in, you know, I need it to be as close as to what I'm envisioning, you know, and sometimes that takes time and resources that take time. That's okay. Right. Every seed has a gestation period, a necessary gestation period. So you don't have to rush things. Yeah, and some people, you know, like they want to get these things out there because money's involved and they want to get profits in the timeline with, you know, the money that's being spent, whatever, whatever. And for me, like money is not <laughs> money is interesting. And like, you know, it's it's uh I actually have a poem, I suppose it could kind of go along with the theme of money and how I think about it, but um and actually it's on page 37 of the first edition but um yeah i don't know money is complicated i I just got lost in that um but i i don't create for money um of course i want to be able to live who doesn't and do what i'm good at but i don't create with those intentions so um it's rather the opposite you know you go without a lot most of the time as an artist. Page 37? Things, yeah, being a starving artist, like for lack of a better word, it's like that's kind of how it is. You know, you usually work a day job or two as well, but sometimes that time, like, you know, you're, it's, it pains you as an artist to realize you're wasting time and the world is just running on money and they don't fucking get it. Like, may I, may I read 37? Yeah, absolutely. Flawed loyalty and blind faith leave me in the shackles of my exploitation. And I found one on 96 that sort of fits this theme. If you don't mind, can I read it too? Of course. Sold this my actually, s- I, think, I think this is one I'm taking out, but you can go for it. Sold my oh, soul wow. this is a- for the thrill of such a discount. Yeah, that one like takes a while because it doesn't. I don't know if it translates, but it's a feeling, definitely. Not necessarily a good one, and, but yeah, it's something I needed to put out there. And there, I think there's another one. I don't know what page it's on. It might be a similar feeling. And of course, there's more that I haven't published, and um, a lot of my newer like visuals have you know, been along this theme, something I experience and something that has been a very big test of survival. Um, You know, like it doesn't bother a lot of people because they're in this for different reasons. You know, they want a big name, they want the billboards, they want the money. Um, But for me, it's just a bit different. So, you know, and I have to express that because it's a big burden. So it's it's leaked into some of these pages. I didn't want it to. Like, you know, I 
those are things I tried to always kind of keep to myself to be resilient in the industry. But um, life is short and like, why would I censor myself and like try and play social butterfly when, so, you know, like it's not me. Like I'm not like a LA person that's going out to the right bars to meet the right people and all this stuff. I love LA, but not for that. Like I'm not an LA person in that regard at all and it's difficult to be around all that sometimes as an artist and like you know I wanted to get those viewpoints out there but um trying not to rant about it of course I have but um yeah so it's rant away but it's you know some of well I'm going to try and I'm being candid but I'm going to try not to be as dangerous as last time um (laughs) but um (laughs) dangerous (laughs) <laughs> it was dangerous. We candid, but yeah, um, encourage. <laughs> but yes, I express that a lot. That feeling of um, all of that. We want the spiral. We want the yeah. The, the, <laughs> the inside the sound is a safe is a safe place to be dangerously candid. Oh, true. Oh no. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, it's. Do you think it just because of the finite nature of this life and when you have things you want to do the way that it's structured and and how important earning money is it's like how much time do you have to dedicate just to earning money that you can be dedicating to your craft to but because of the way we our society is structured we can't we can't dedicate ourselves a hundred percent to what we really want to do you know, it's I've really definitely bad. tried to. I definitely tried to for periods of time, and I've you know done it for periods of time, and like it doesn't like other people like don't respect that. They just like bring it back to money. Um, but um, it is not respected. That is but, very much true. And if you're going mm. to spend that much time, like Bukowski spoke of quite a bit on this about starving for art, and like. Mm. Um, you know, like I find that very inspiring too. But um You know, there's um, one of his quotes that I'll find it. Yeah, you sacrifice he said something about like sacrifice you sacrifice things you to get that time. You starve for that time and like it's true. Like I've been there, like I kind of am there right now. Um and, you know, I did it to myself, but, you know, like I couldn't bear to just not do that. So, like, it's a big burden. It hurts. Like, physically, sometimes it's like a demon on your back. Demon oh, on your back. It's like, uh, we've it talked hurts. about it so many times. It's like, what if I don't want to live a life that looks like everyone else's? You know, why can't get a real job, man? And it'll never be okay. It feels like, you know. And I mean, sometimes you do get real jobs, you know, like you kind of have to, but you know. Oh, that's what I was going to say, Suzanne. Like that's sometimes the problem with the real job is sometimes if you get a good one and it's too comfy, like as an artist, 
if you're like you know you talk about like sometimes the stuff like has to come from suffering like the, it seems like the stuff that's really impactful and really beautiful and really like yeah. that's going to like move the needle artistically a lot of times comes through heartbreak and suffering and all these things and yes. when you get that sweet sweet fat monthly check <laughs> it shows up and you actually have a good job and you don't work that many hours is that you actually have plenty of time to yourself but it's like man i you know I could just order DoorDash instead, you know, or I could, you know, work on this, this beautiful thing that moves, you know, or I could just, whatever I'm, you know, cause just screw off today. It's, it's just, it's weird. It's so weird. It's weird. It's this weird dance that you have to like find, you have to be able to pay but your I bills. Found I found you gotta, it. Gotta, gotta, I actually did a little book, uh, research on Bukowski because of you, Suzanne, cause I didn't really know much about him. Oh, I love that. But, um, you know, I, his mentality, I relate a lot to just, you know, his, you know, loathing the normal life, you know, yeah. but he said, uh, I have one of two choices, stay in the post office and go crazy or stay out here and play writer and starve. I have decided to starve because I just <laughs> yeah. worked at the post office for many years and loathed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So no, I love that. But it's like, yeah, what are you gonna? It's, it's a dangerous way to live, but I, you know, like I definitely teeter that brink. I'm not like a alcoholic like him. Otherwise I probably would be on the park bench, like totally risking it in 2022. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I've definitely like, you know, like his life philosophy is very fascinating to me. And like, I definitely, I definitely feel like modeled a lot of myself after him. Like I've really loved him since I was like a teenager, just his like honesty and like grit of his work. Like I love it. Just him as a person is fascinating. Like hearing him talk and everything. Like, yeah, my cat is named Henry and like, you know, Henry Chinansky is like his alter ego. Right. Yeah, I remember um, looking that up because I believe one of your cats. Yeah. You name it. And I was Did like, I tell you about that yeah, already? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> who, who is Henry Chinansky? Like, should I know this? <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think maybe a lot of people in our space would find that very relatable though you know a lot of that like feeling he's he's been canceled though like i mean he because he's talked quite um like i don't know like disrespectfully about women so like there's quite a few people that like have canceled bukowski but i mean like it is what it is have you heard of uh have you heard of a cure the dawn and his Bukowski stuff. Have you heard him any no, of the meaning no. wave? Do you know anything uh, about this? Don't think so. So what he's a he's well he was a rapper. He is a rapper and a and a producer, DJ guy. He's from England. He's been on the show. He's a very successful uh musician creator. He has a huge following, all that. He's a cool guy. And uh what so what he does is he takes really interesting and intellectually stimulating different like talks and lectures and from all kinds of sources, but all kinds of really interesting people. And one of the ones he's taken is Bukowski and he, ma- and he makes it into music. And so he's, he's got one that's called the, the genius of the crowd another one called born. Yeah. 
and it's it's fascinating right he takes he takes these words from Bukowski and it's it's very hypnotic what he does with it it's and it's that's how I had not heard of him before I had not heard of Bukowski before Akira the Don and so I it's 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 really cool you might like it you might it, it's a very chill vibe it's very cool yeah, I'll know, check it out I have I do have a question that's surfacing in relation to all that is it just is it is it irresponsible of a person is it is it being whimsical or whatever to to uh to just want to live your dream and, and whatever your life looks like in that process like is it it feels like it's in most people's eyes yeah by some standards it could be but yeah it depends how people view life though like you know everybody views life differently like as I kind of have like realized my true like passions and like what I'm truly good at, like, you know, um, yeah. Um, I've tried to like make that, you know, like what I'm going to do in life. Like I don't really have a plan B. Like, I don't really think I should allow myself to have a plan B because that would lead me to like off myself and like Bukowski kind of like felt a similar way about things. But like, as I've gotten older, like I, I kind of realized that too, like I'm still only 28, but I'm, I can't have a plan B like it won't sit well with me. Like um, I, you know, like it's hard to realize you only have one life and like, the human body like is a weird thing because like when you're like working from the mind so much like you don't really feel the body and you put it through mm. hell and like mm. you you know you don't realize that's your lifeline like when you're like not thinking that way but um but with that being said like you know we only have a limited amount of time on earth and we don't know how long that is like you know um i want to create and like try and benefit the world in that way because me like working as like a salesperson or in a office for some you know whatever like i'm not going to help the world i'm going to help someone make money you know like and it's also difficult because like do i want to be in an industry where people just use me and make money off of me like but you know what other choice do you really have but to like you know try to express yourself and deal with that too because like that is the way the world works and if you're going to be an artist and make money doing it like you know it becomes this whole other monster like this whole machine really it's a machine but at least there's a lot of options for independent artists and people who are creating all kinds of different forms of art now have things like patreon and what these other you know youtube and there's there's other ways to monetize that there's a lot less gate there's still plenty of gatekeepers of course right like there's going to be people still get canceled unfortunately these things do happen but there's still never been a better time to be able to develop a unique audience that's in tune with your perspective on the world, your mindset, your art, your, what you're up to. Um, that's, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of think too, like the 
apprehensions of canceling a person like mm-hmm. generally like you know there are a lot of like things that are like not true that you know people can say to try and cancel somebody and like you know things that they can manipulate to like have this narrative of why we should cancel somebody <clears throat> like sometimes people are like should be canceled in some regards like you know harvey weinstein like you know i things like that like deserve attention like you know men in power preying on women like you know men in power in general is a huge problem and like i will not deny that and like holding men responsible for preying on women because with their power like you know i support that fully but you know it's also like you know the johnny depp trial like all these things People can lie to try and, you know, often successfully ruin somebody. So, and like even, you know, the concept of canceling Henry Chinance, or sorry, no, 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 uh, <laughs> no. Um, Down with Henry. Charles Bukowski, like, you know, people <laughs> want to cancel him. Pepe Le Pew, like, it was like a whole thing. Like, he didn't make it into like a Space Jam film, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Got yeah, he was, he got canceled. Like, and I he was, was quite a, little, a fan of he him. Was a little overzealous. I kind of yeah. with a French accent. You oui, know, oui. but it's it, it, yeah. No, I found it inspiring. <laughs> and soon character. after, oh, yeah. soon after he was canceled, and like, I mean, yeah, I guess I get it. But you know, the point is that it's become like trendy to cancel people, and it's really just like press to some regard too. It's just all like part of the machine, really. Like. Oftentimes, um, you know, like it's just these things are like sensational and like very strange. And like, um, I only feel like it's good in like a progressive way to like call out men in the industry that are, abuse, you know, abusing their power, things like that. Like, that is worthwhile to me. Um, you know, like people hurting people is wrong. Like, but, um, you know, like these things are strange and like, you know, I think we saw that with like that trial and like the debate over like who's lying and who's the better actor and like all these things and like it's just all a very strange sensational thing that is like a part of the culture now. Yeah, it's like why do we even care really? Canceling people. Yeah. I, I mean it, I think we or I think everybody will be cancelled. Like, you know, like let's just cancel each other. Good. Does that mean I don't? Canceled. Yeah. Does that mean I don't have to look at commercials? <laughs> That's not happening, Ryan. I, that, you know, does that I mean I don't just, have to I'm see commercials s- anymore? The next three years or so, I'm just going to spend plotting against you so I can cancel you. <laughs> Great. You won't be the first. It won't be the last. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing. It's like literally a thing. It's disgusting. But it also seems like a couple of nice guys like us. I don't even know looking um, for the next thing to be outraged about even if they right. don't really care you know yeah yeah it's got me thinking how can i outrage people now what can i do what I, can we do to get canceled? what can yeah what's gonna be, yeah. be it suzanne how can can you help us with this oh Is yeah there's... no i kind of think i do that all the time especially with me being so candid i'm just waiting to be canceled but um i mean we did discuss I mean, r kelly last time i think and michael yeah yeah, yeah it came up <laughs> some good stuff to get get us good things yeah it's just we weren't as dangerous this time around you know (laughs) yeah no i'm like not as like caffeinated is probably the thing (laughs) 
So the answer, the solution is more drugs, more caffeine gets us to the spot we need to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sleep deprivation. Right? Yeah, that helps. Yeah, all those things. Yeah, I was going through different. Now, I've been like getting up early or trying to at least. I'm definitely like still like going through it, like spiraling constantly, but like, you know, it's just more controlled. Like I have more structure than I think I did in that interview. I'm like in, in preparation for this. I haven't slept in five days. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I kind of was like, oh shoot, let me send you this email. So like, yeah, I didn't get to like do that. Well, really grateful that you did. It was next really time cool. We you should did. do that. Yeah, we should go, come into our next uh, conversation. You know, at least three days sleep deprived sure man heavily that sounds like fun i mean i don't know if i can do three days sleep deprived but like um i mean i'll just throw off my sleep schedule like i'll just go nocturnal like that usually does it for me go nocturnal to do yeah it's really easy to do yeah that's usually what i do now because i can't really stay up like i used to um but you know, I'll I'll like cut the hours a little bit or something, and like yeah, just go nocturnal. We'll have to like interview at night. I mean, we kind of are. We'll just you know push it back more. We we accidentally we'll start we'll start at midnight. Before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We have. We had do you remember station at like two or three a.m. or something? I can't. Like I apologize. I can't remember which guest it was. Yeah, but it's we've talked to people all over the world, and so there was one that we were like, "Why did we agree to this?" It was was it two in the morning? Who's the idiot that? Who's the jerk that thought that two in the morning was going to be an acceptable time to wake up and try and, and do business, conduct a conversation? I don't know who came up with that idea, but the the time zone thing rears its ugly head yet again. The time bandits that we are here in Arizona, we don't we don't practice daylight saving, so it it is a nightmare. <laughs> trying like half the year trying to figure out this next person we're going to talk to, and I don't know, they, they could be in a country all the way to the other side of the world. We're like, okay, well, let's figure this out. Where are you exactly? What time zone? Right, it's fun stuff. <laughs> Two in the morning. So, is there, is there anything in particular, um, Suzanne, that you want to give people? heads up one to look forward to i know you said you're you're taking your necessary time on a lot of things yeah i mean things are definitely happening um i also try not to like say too much because i've kind of learned my lesson a bit with um like you know people trying to cut cut you off on the road or whatever so to speak um you know, you give too much away, someone's going to run with it and try and like make it their thing. Unfortunately, that's, you know, how things work. Sometimes people like don't have their own ideas, but so I don't really want to say too much, but like I am working on these poetry books, releasing them. They've been written, which is why it's a bit strange releasing them now, but and then some other projects in terms of writing and um, film. I've been working on that for some time. Um, so like, you know, films that are a bit longer than the very short art films I've made. Um, yeah. 
And I mean, I'm like very inspired being in Los Angeles. The fact that I have to hold this umbrella over my laptop right now is like a beautiful thing. I'm like very happy that it's raining in LA today. Wait, so this whole time you've been holding your umbrella over the laptop just to do this? Yes. A very kind um, stranger wow. gave me an umbrella, which was like is needed. And I'm just, you know, once we get off the air and I don't have like technology, I'll probably just lay in the rain a bit. <laughs> I'm I'm Thank you very grateful that you that that you made you made it uh you made it happen even in the in, in the all weather conditions to come join yeah. us again on Inside the Sound, Suzanne. It's uh it's really freaking cool, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, to answer your question of what I'm working on, yeah, I'm working on a lot of things. Um wrapping up projects that I've conceptualized last year, as well as conceptualizing new things, you know, definitely very inspired um, to create new things, you know, especially like right now in this rain. So um, lots of like, you know, old things that will finally be produced in terms of film. And then, new things as well that i'm working on um you know like hopefully going to work on projects much bigger than my solo projects um so yeah all kinds of things in the works for me um looking to dabble more in acting as but you know like my primary focus long term is working on my own projects in film and writing um well yeah so lots of different things i've been like taking some polaroids again so you know just all over creativity still kind of red a little bit of green still too still very christmas um christmas most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I'm going to be the Grinch or something. Like, I don't know. But, um, the Grinch is my spirit animal. Yeah. But, um, Why did your spirit yeah. animal have a spirit animal? Remember the little, the little dog? Okay, all right, sorry. There's a little dog. Okay. Spirit what? Animal. Sorry, there's a the Grinch has a little dog, so the oh, your yeah, spirit yeah, animal yeah. has its own spirit animal, which seems That's excessive, bad. Ryan. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I have Suzanne, no idea what you're talking about? I have no idea either. Uh, we're excited, and uh, please keep writing. This is really, really good, and it's really yeah. quite a privilege for you to have shared it with us. Um, yeah, I um, I'm re I'm still in the process of reacting to it. It's, it's, uh, I can't wait to dive in and actually like take some time with it. It's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I know it's very strange for me to read it again, especially like being like so far from where I was when I wrote this, you know, like those feelings and those emotions, you know, they're, there's a, quite a bit of distance from them now. So going mm -hmm. back, it's very interesting. And it'll be interesting to release it and like, talk about it more um since it is so like you know 
far behind me, but it's nice to let it go. Like, I don't know, maybe that's why I didn't send you it like so much sooner. I was like still so apprehensive, even though like, you know, it's a thing already. Like I already like gave it to the library apartments, but I like, well, it's, I haven't discussed it, you know, like, so it was, yeah, but it's, it's nice to let it go. The cat's out of the bag. It's now. compelling, Suzanne. It's very compelling. It, it's it's undeniable. Like just even what I went through was like, yeah. you're gonna pause. Yeah, that's a good word. For yeah, it. yeah. It's it's compelling. Um, I'm excited for the second edition, and yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for yeah making the time again. Um, well, usually this is where I like to. I do like to ask if like if there's any other wisdom where we call i guess any words of wisdom that you might uh be able or willing to share it doesn't have to be about art it can be about anything anything you you so desire but do you have any words of wisdom that you might be be so gracious as to share with some of our beautiful listeners hmm Hmm, i'm not sure let me think um I don't know. Just, um, you know, uh, stay like true to yourself and authentic to yourself. Uh, if you're um, like, I don't know, experience the world around you. Like I'm about to go experience this rain. I think that's a great thing that people should do. Um, Experience the rain. That's yeah. And just stay in the moment, like simplify things to like nature a bit more. It's like something I suppose I'm trying to do. And like, can I add um, on to that? Can I add on? I had a word of wisdom thought. I don't usually add in my words of wisdom at the end of the show, but I will, I'm going to call an audible Ryan. Um, Experience the rain and sit in the silence. Like, sit with the silence it's sometimes like just after you read like a poem and you sit before you do something else and you have that silence i think that's part of it i think being in the moment sometimes is like learning to sit with silence and what that does to you you know so that's yeah. my two cents extra sense here's your change being in the moment is a you wouldn't think you'd have to learn how to do it you know or be, <laughs> be conscious <laughs> of it. oh that's that's pretty. You wouldn't think you would have. Yeah, you wouldn't think you'd have to learn how to do it. That's good. That's good too. Man, you guys, that is true. This it is so something fun. you have to learn. This is a good one. I'm. I really, really appreciate both of you. This is. I love to. It's fun. I love to get to do this. This is like one of my favorite things to do in the world is have these kind of conversations. Ryan, I I know you somewhere have some extra words of wisdom. You might be be willing to share do you think that's is that possible do you have is there something else that you might be able to help us out with i'm wondering let's just be wild and free baby wild and free i agree uh that that right there is the best place to do that do what at a picnic table in an undisclosed location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Desert. Desert picnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah uh again special guest suzanne uh so cool to have you back for the uh historic the third trip ryan it's just always cool to have you around here uh well not always sometimes you're you complain but that's fine i'm not i'm not judging you for those complaints uh folks you know we love you and we'll see you next time bye oh, i'm sorry ryan was there something else you wanted to, was there you were gonna say something i saw the microphone come up um i was i'm sorry i'm sorry i i that was a total accident i hit the button and it just it went i'm so sorry please Dangerously candid. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the stop recording button.